Hello, and welcome to the Wild Heart Meditation Center podcast. We release these episodes every week on Wednesday mornings, and the best way to support us is by clicking subscribe and taking a moment to rate the podcast wherever you are listening. If you'd like to support our efforts to keep the nonprofit Meditation Center open in Nashville, you can donate via Venmo by sending your donation to at Wild Heart Nashville, or you can make a donation through our website, wildheartmeditationcenter.org, by clicking the Donate tab. Peace and love. Hope you enjoy. So pursuing the present moment, coming out of the season of rest, into the season of uh, expected progress or newness, i.e. future tripping, Y'all been there? Anybody there with me? Because I've been there all week. Um, so I was, I've been listening to a lot of Dharma talks on this subject because it's something that I need right now. And I was listening to Mary Stankavich. Has anybody listened to her podcast? She's amazing, Undefended Dharma. And she offered up this story. Um, it's actually a really cool story. So it's like this conversation between this young monk and a deva. For those of you just joining us, deva in the Buddhist sense means demon. It's like a little demon guy, okay? So it's this little demon guy. He, couldn't, he might not have been little, I'm assuming that. But it's a demon guy and the, the young monk. And to, to paraphrase it, the deva, the demon guy, is like, hey, young monk, you're really wasting your youth. Like, what are you doing doing all this monk stuff? There's like, our craft beer scene's great. Like, there's, there's like, have you ever been to like this part of the world? I'm sure that's really nice. You could be like dating all these people and eating all this really good food. What are you doing meditating? You're too young. And so the monk, I'm going to read it verbatim. The monk says, actually, I'm going to read what the, what the sutta says, the deva said word for word. It says, without having enjoyed sensual pleasures, you go for alms, monk. You don't go for alms after having enjoyed. Having enjoyed, monk, then you go for alms. Don't let time pass you by. And the monk says, I don't know my time. My time is hidden. It can't be seen. That's why, not having enjoyed, I go for alms. I don't let my time pass me by. Isn't that good? Some good stuff. And so they go back and forth, back and forth through all this. And it ends with the monk saying something to the deva along the lines of, I don't reject the present moment to pursue what time will bring the future. I reject what time will bring to pursue the present moment. Because pursuing what time will bring can be laden with pain and craving and suffering and worry and instead, in the present moment, is the Dharma. And when we pursue the present moment, that's when we really move forward. And I think we all know our own journey with being in the present moment. 
I find much more contentment in the present moment than I do in future tripping. I don't know about you. I find much more contentment in the present moment than I do in reliving the argument that I had two years ago, you know? <laughs> All around, just I have a way better time <laughs> when I'm feeling present. And I wonder if you can relate to that. So the question is, how can we pursue, not just like be in, but pursue the present moment when there's so much fun stuff happening out there, right? I'd like to go to Colorado, that sounds cool, you know? I'd like to go try all these things and there's so many shiny objects outside of our present moment that it is difficult to stay here. Would you agree? So when those thoughts, like the things that have been coming up recently for me, like the future tripping, the planning, when the planning, the expectations, the memories, when they take hold, I find that that is when we fall away from the present moment. It's not just when we're, you know, okay, having, I'm having a moment where I'm future tripping, it's when I let it take hold that now I'm out of the present moment. And when you're out of the present moment, you're lacking clarity and wisdom and that, that word contentment, which I think a lot of us are searching for. I know I am. And to take it back to the story, it's like we spend so much time pursuing what time will bring and what time has brought that we get stuck. We're missing our time. Because we're spending so much time planning for what could happen. Or feeling some rumination towards what has happened. Can't be with what is. And so that's what this is about. This is about what is and pursuing that with effort and energy and an open heart. And so I talked about these thoughts taking hold, right? Have y'all ever experienced the future or the past take hold? It's wild. Sorry, I like spirit fingers. It's fun because I can't see your sweet little faces smiling. Um, but when these thoughts take hold, what ends up happening, for me at least, is I go down this big old rabbit hole, right? And it's like all of a sudden it just leads to another thought and another thought, and then a feeling, and then a thought about the feeling, and then another thought. And it just keeps going and going and going, taking me further and further and further away from the present moment. And the liveliness, the contentment, and the joy that lives there. I've always said that I feel like joy really only resides in the present moment. Think about your most joyous time. Just take a second. I know we're like going into the past and this is all about the present moment, but take a second. When you remember a time you were joyful, were you present during that moment? Most of the time I find yes. And so when we are present, <laughs> we start going down this rabbit hole, right? We get entangled, as Tara Brock says, we get entangled in these thoughts and these memories and these these wishes for things to be different. And there's a poly term for that, and it's called papancha. 
Fun word. Papancha. I don't know why it makes me think of Emperor's New Groove, but it does. Um, so papancha is also known as like the proliferation of thought. It's this thing that happens. I will give you an example. I like to look on Zillow. You know, every once in a while. I'm like, well, that's kind of fun. So I'm like looking for an apartment or a house that I don't really need. And so I'm scrolling and what happens is I, I'm daydreaming about, oh, it'd be so nice to own a home. This one's really sweet. And then I look at that one and I say, oh, look at the fence. My sweet little dog would enjoy that. That's great. And then I look at the price tag compared to what I have in my savings. And I say, oh, that's, that's not going to happen. On no planet will that ever happen. And then I'm like, oh, if I'm ever going to get a house, I need to move back to Cleveland, which is my hometown. Okay, yeah, I can move back to Cleveland, but if I move back to Cleveland, then I'm gonna like fall into all my old toxic behaviors and relapse, and my, my wife can't drive in the snow. So like in a matter of five seconds, I've killed my wife and relapsed. <laughs> it's wild what the mind does. Papancha, that's what that is. Am I the only one who's experienced this? <laughs> and the funny thing is it can go both ways. It can spin into this like really negative thing. And it can also, you can get carried away with the elation, right? And I guess this isn't, I don't want you to think I'm saying planning is bad. No, no planning. Planning is, is a necessary part of our life. At some point, will I have to probably actually look for a house? Yeah, that may need to happen. At some point, do we need to apply for, the, for a job? Sure. Do we need to plan our, our meal for tomorrow? Yeah. So I'm not saying that planning is bad. What I'm saying is it's knowing you're planning in the moment, right? So in the moment, I'm saying, I'm going to plan what I'm having for dinner tomorrow in this moment. And I know that I'm planning. And I'm using this present moment to plan as opposed to living in the planning. Does that make sense? Right? And y'all know what it's like to live in the planning. I just explained it. Does anybody, you know what it is, right? Like, you know what it feels like to live in your plan. It's real fun for a second, and it gets real not fun real quick, depending. So I'll give you another example. I'm getting married in April. I'm very excited. And with a wedding comes a honeymoon. I love to travel. And planning the honeymoon has been the most stressful fucking part of this entire thing. So, you know, we've sat down and we've said, okay, we're gonna sit down here and plan our honeymoon, which really starts as a very intentional, I'm going to sit here and mindfully plan this with my partner, right? And so it starts there. And then what ends up happening is we're like, okay, we could go to Mexico. Great, Mexico sounds awesome. Actually, I don't really want to be sunburned and dehydrated the entire time. So let's go to Banff instead. So then we look at Banff. Oh, it's the slush season. Can't go to Banff. And it's so on and so on. And where are we going on our honeymoon? Mexico. (laughs) And it's so funny because it's the expectation that really gets us tripped up. It's the expectation that my honeymoon needs to be the best trip of my life. And if it's not, things are going to be awful. So 
It's a slippery slope, I think is what I'm trying to convey. And I guess, you know, talking about it from the other side of things as well, reminiscing and the past, because the past can be just as juicy as the future when you really think about it. How many times do you catch yourself having that same argument from like two years ago? Or thinking back to the thing you said five minutes ago and being like, ooh, that was dumb. That was a dumb thing I said. Or looking back on the, on the past with, you know, maybe a more positive connotation than the present. Like, man, when I was like 23, I was tearing it up. I was crushing it. You know, mm-hmm. things were great. And we get stuck in that nostalgia because I think that's a really important part of um, our culture. And I think we really glorify the glory days and, and youth and all that nonsense. And so with that, I'm not saying that it's not okay to reminisce. It's okay to look back on photo albums with your, you know, with your family. It's okay to maybe like think about the thing you said and say, ooh, that was not so skillful. Reflection is not a bad thing. And what we can do is approach it the same way that we approach the planning. Can I reminisce and can I be in my nostalgia knowing that this is a part of the present moment instead of letting it take me and entangle me and take me down this whole big rabbit hole. And I guess it would be pretty crappy of me to tell you all this stuff and not give you some options for how to deal with it. So I'll tell you what's helped me with my practice. Because I'm a planner, and this hits me really, really hard, which is partially why I thought it would be so helpful, not only for y'all, but for me to have this discussion tonight. There's a few things that help when it comes to taking planning or reminiscing or the past or the future a little too seriously instead of really honing in and pursuing the present moment. One of the things that has helped me the most is asking a very simple question, and that is, what is this? Because much like equanimity, the best way for me to know whether I am future tripping or whether I'm in the present moment is to know when I'm not in the present moment. It's, for some reason, a lot easier to tell when you're not in the present moment than when you are in it, right? Do you get that? And so when we notice, okay, I am not here right now. (laughs) Like, I am somewhere else. That gives us the opportunity to come back to the present moment. And so maybe sometimes when you're on the cushion and that memory comes up, instead of following it, you can greet it with curiosity right off the rip and say, what is this? And your mind may answer, And it may be like, that was the time you did that really dumb thing. That was dumb, that was stupid, and it tries to take you again. And again, what is this? Judgment. This is judgment. And so on and so forth until you realize it's just a thought. It's just a memory. 
Like I said in the meditation, no need to take it personally. It's just, it, the mind thinks. So that's been really helpful in my practice is just when this comes up on the cushion or off the cushion, asking the question, what is this? And the other piece that's been helpful, as I mentioned in the meditation, noting practice. In, in our tradition, in the insight meditation world, we have a lot of these uh, questions. Is, you know, is this pleasant or unpleasant, right? Is, is a good one. Um, one I like is also here or not here. But the one that I've been sinking my teeth into lately is while I'm on the cushion, when something comes up, noting it as future or noting it as past. If that comes up, it's all right to practice noting it. So that way, when we're off the cushion and it comes up, we're like, oh, future, what is this? And you have the opportunity to now be skillful. That's the idea and the intention. And as I said before, this practice is really about coming back. Like the whole thing, everything about meditation is about coming back to this present moment with our breath, right? And so that's my invitation, is to remember it's about coming back. It's not about never future dripping. It's not about forgetting the past. It's about using effort and energy and kindness to pursue wholeheartedly the present moment when you notice that you're not there. And it's through the coming back that we can cultivate this skill on and off the cushion. And so my, I guess my invitation for you is like, Remember that joy exists in the present moment and contentment exists in the present moment and let that be a refuge. You've had a tough day and you need to take a breath. Remember, that's the present moment. You're pursuing the present moment. And that's a really wholesome thing. Um, I want to end it with some song lyrics. Is that cool? <laughs> um, there's a band I really like called Pine Grove. Maybe Pine Grove. There's a song that they have that makes me sob every single time I listen to it. And I have it on vinyl, so I listen to it all the time. <laughs> and I'm thinking about getting these words tattooed, and they were just so perfect that I couldn't not share them. And it's, may no memory fold my head in, and may no fantasy hold my head up. May no fantasy fold my head in and may no memory hold my head up. Go listen, it's a great song. <laughs> um, thank you, that's pretty much all I've got about pursuing the present moment. I appreciate you for listening and being so present with me and generous with your attention.